The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to give me a call, I've got a frog in my throat all of a sudden. Hold on. There we go. If uh, you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. And if you want to email me, just uh, email me at info at karm.org, info at karm.org. And uh, just put in there, uh, you know, um, uh, let's see, a radio question or radio comment and uh, get to it. And today is Friday, and I often do hate mail and or wacko mail on Fridays. But for now, let's get to Alex from Orlando. Alex, welcome back, buddy. Why am I calling into this show? Because you're highly intelligent and need good answers. Well, maybe you're not that highly intelligent and you need good answers. I don't know. I'm not sure which one it would be. There you go. There you go. Hey, really quick before my question. So you know how you're always talking about uh, contacting your senator and the government about things? Yeah, wish we. Yeah. Okay. So I contacted my senator regarding um, some issue. They're basically there's a bipartisan bill. They're trying to take credit card points away and rewards. Okay. And so I contacted them. He sent me a generic email back, not even answering my question. Yeah, they can't. Uh, they probably can't answer all the questions. You know, I mean, I get it, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'll try to follow up again, but man, this is the government we have right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's corrupt. It's not uh, following the Constitution. It's opened the borders up. It's uh, oppressing its uh, people. It's trying to strip our rights away, get rid of our guns. It's um, giving rewards to those who come in illegally. It's doing a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just keep praying for it. But um, I just thought I'd share that with you because I just got the email today. So. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my question, so Luke 22, when Jesus is praying to the Father, so I told you before I've been sharing the gospel with this Jehovah's Witness. We met this week, just kind of some closure. We hadn't seen each other for months. I finally told him he was deceived. He won't talk to me again, but I just wanted to lay it out there. We, it was a good talk, um, but but he, he, he again brought up Luke 22. And I know there's different ways to go that, you know, go with proving the Trinity, but how would you have handled it um, if he brings it up saying, well, how does the Trinity exist if Jesus is praying to himself? Because the Trinity doesn't teach that he's praying to himself. They're just uh, he's, uh, The Trinity is three persons, not three people, not three gods, not three entities, but three persons as they consist and exist in the one being who is God beyond our comprehension. And the person of the Father and the person of the Son you know, Jesus prayed to the Father. He's not praying to himself. He's not the Father. Did you just tell him the truth? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, there are a couple. I mean, I know you could kind of talk about the hypostatic union or you could talk about the will. Um, is it wrong to say the divine nature is praying to the, or the human nature is praying to the divine nature? Would that be wrong to say? Yeah, that that's what the oneness Pentecostal cult teaches. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then so so if you're handling a question, do you go to the hypostatic union, or would you go to um, the will of the Father and the different natures of the Father and Son? Like, uh, like if someone you know you're on whoa, the street, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're talking. Wait, 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 wait. You said the different natures of the Father and the Son. What, is, what do you mean? No, by no, no. Sorry, the different nature, the different um, uh, not natures, the different um, persons of God. You know, the different. Um, roles that the you know the father son and the holy spirit have yeah the economic trinity yeah what you always want to do is define what these things are when people snot on the trinity they don't understand what it is in fact i was in uh, walmart today doing some shopping and i saw two women walk by and they're dressed in the style that is mennonite-ish and i mm-hmm. just said hey what yeah. church you go to and it wasn't mennonite but it was something else and I, I said, oh, well, you guys, uh, I said, I'm a researcher. I, I do all this religious stuff. I said, I'm like, you know, just asking. And they were nice. And I said, do you, do you, does your group from the Trinity? She said, no. And I said, oh, wow. one God in three persons, three distinct simultaneous persons. And she said, well, Paul didn't teach that. And I said, yeah, he did. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just changed the topic. When I, you know, is Jesus uh, a man right now? And, uh, and then she said, she goes, it's not a woman's job to know that Bible theology like that. Oh, wow. Well, that, so that's, I said, uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I said, yes, it is. You're supposed to know that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we had a friendly conversation. But, um, you know, it's all, you always have to define your terms. Just define your terms with people. They deny the Trinity. Well, what do they think the Trinity is? Like Muslims think it's three, we're teaching three gods. You know, we don't teach that. Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, you know, the organization misrepresented the Trinity. Oh, it's three gods. That's, we don't teach that. You know, Unitarians do the same thing. That's not what we, our position is. So always define the terms. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm, I made a mistake when I said nature before. I meant they're one essence. Yeah. I, under, I understand that. But um, yeah. uh, so, so when someone brings you that question, I mean, do you talk about what's your first you go to do you go to the hypostatic union or do you go to the roles of each person which would you go to first depends what the topic is well if 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 that luke 22 got brought up luke 22 42 not my will but your will be done i'd say and when people do that with me i go that's a good trinitarian verse we love that verse as trinitarians and it confuses them okay because they think we're th- we're thinking two different gods, you know. No, that's not our position. And I'll say, do you know what we we teach? Do you know what the Trinity teaches? And a lot of times they, well, yeah, it's three gods. And that's not what it is. Oh, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. You know, it's not. And so try and teach them the the truth. That's all. That's what you got to do. You always define your terms, and ask questions to see what they think about a certain doctrine, and then teach them the truth about that doctrine if they're wrong. That's the basics. Okay. okay. Yeah, the basics first. Yeah. Yeah. Pray for uh, if anyone, if everyone listening could pray for him. His name is Caden. I'm pretty sure the communication's been cut off at this point. After the last talk we had, we we've been 
you know, talking for a while, I finally just had to say he was deceived. I said, we believe in two different gods. And, and that, you know, that pretty much probably upset him and stuff. So, but just pray for him. I, I shared a lot with him and I hope one day that God opens his heart and he can, you know, leave that wicked cult like organization or cult organization, you know? Yeah. And what's the name of it? What's the group is it? It's the witnesses. He's a part of the Jehovah's witnesses. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. His name is, his name is Caden. He's yeah. Yeah. So, I know things, I know ways to uh, stump the Jehovah's Witnesses using the Bible. And, you know, I've written a lot of articles on them. But if the guy's willing to talk to me, I'd be willing to talk to him. But he's uh, brainwashed. What you could do is if you yeah. end up talking to him again and say, hey, can I go to your church? I don't want to argue. I don't want to debate. I just want to go check it out and see what he says. And then you go. Oh, no, we already. I already went there twice, Matt. Oh, okay, good. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. he he thought it was a big deal because I went to the Easter service and then we talked about it. I said that mm-hmm. was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I I went there. This is this is this has been a long. I know you got a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on, but th- this was just like kind of the last dinner with him, and you know, I just he asked me that right before I left, and I just kind of wanted to get your take on how you handle it when you get asked that question. So. Well, yeah, what I will do sometimes with the J-dubs is I will say, look, your Watchtower Bible Tract Society has misrepresented what the Trinity is. And it's done it many times. And okay. the Bible says don't bear false witness. And it's done that many times. And uh, so you go study what the Trinity is, whether you agree with it or disagree with it isn't the issue. But if a group is going to uh, destroy it, mock it, condemn it, they shouldn't they know what it is? Of course. So I'm just telling you that they've misrepresented it a great deal. Um, and sometimes they've actually gotten it right, a couple of things I've read. But you can go to jw.org, I think it is, and you can uh, do research. You can do uh, searches for phrases and stuff like that. And it gets pretty involved, but I'll tell you, you can find so much stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you this, uh, for for you and your listeners, they revamped their whole site. So they, they updated a lot of stuff, and they have a new, um, I believe they have a new uh, stand, a new version of their, you know, new, what is it, New World Translation? Yeah. Yeah, they have a new version yeah. now. He's telling me about the website, and they're trying to really, they're trying to go hard right now on, on unsuspecting people. Yeah. Yeah, they are. In fact, uh, I'm looking at their site right now at the New World Translation. I'm going to go to Romans 5. 18 and see what they do with it as the one trespass the result the result to all all men so then as through one trespass the result to men of all sorts was condemnation likewise also through one act of justification the result to men of all sorts is a declaring of them righteous for life what a stinking lousy <laughs> translation <laughs> that sounds like it came out of the Book of Mormon, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's convoluted. It, uh, yeah, they're, they're whacked. Let me go to another verse here. Um, okay, Second Corinthians five, eight. No, not five, eight. I want to go to. Oh, I'm tired. Um, First Corinthians fifteen twenty two. Second Corinthians not Second Corinthians five eight. Man, I hate it when I I've quoted these verses a thousand times. 
Um, oh man, I'm just tired. Sorry. But yeah, uh, that's okay. No worries. No worries. Yeah. Uh, let's hear some. I'll I'll get off. I want to hear some hate mail. So. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. See you, brother. Okay. We'll talk to you later. All right, let's get to Buskman from Ohio. Buskman, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Once again, thanks for taking my call, brother. Uh, and the guys and the ladies in your chat is just—they're so cool. Um, yeah, question: uh, I, Here in Ohio, Matt, we have a huge, huge uh, election topic on Tuesday's ballot, which is uh, the uh, parents' rights and uh, abortion. Uh, amendment that will make it into our constitution, Matt. So okay, I'm discussing this matter with... Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Make it. You, you mentioned two things, and then you said it, yep. which is singular, and then you said in constitution, so I don't know. I'm not understanding. So which ob, which thing is going to make it in your constitution, potentially? Both. We have an Both. amendment here in Ohio. Yeah. We have an amendment here in Ohio, and the way that it's written, it will allow for parental rights to be taken uh, and also abortion to be legal. Yeah. Okay, That, yeah, that we're going to be voting on that on Tuesday as Ohioans. Okay? It's called Issue 1, and I'm all the fellow Buckeyes here in Ohio that's listening to Max Cliff Live right now, please vote now. Here is my question here, Matt. So I'm discussing oh, this matter a with a fellow Christian. Oh, hold on. There's Taking a break. A break. So... Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll get right back to you after the break, okay? Yeah, and the Ohioans, yep. they need to pray, and they need to vote. They need to get rid of this evil that is trying to be codified as official. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages, please. Stay tuned. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. As soon as the producer activates Buskman again, we're going to back on. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Buskman, you're on the air. Well, you got me there, Matt? I got you. You're on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So my question is, brother, so I'm, I'm discussing this matter uh, with a fellow Ohioan, and I said, hey, uh, can you tell everybody at your church uh, to vote no on issue one come Tuesday? And his response was, we don't talk politics in our church, sir. Um, and Jesus so says, give to Caesar that which Matt, belongs to Caesar. He is in rebellion against the word of God. We're to submit, Romans 13, we're to submit to governing authorities over us. That's a command to be involved in the politics so that you know what you're supposed to be submitting to. And furthermore, Jesus says, give to Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. So this guy is in rebellion against the word of God. And if he wants to have unbelievers and their ungodliness rule over them, then that's what he's asking to, to happen by his willful ignorance and his willful rebellion against the word of God. Quick and slick. That's right. <laughs> here's here's what happens. This is what I get a lot, Matt. And I'm like, okay, do they know that they're even allowed to talk no. issues like this Sorry, in, from their pulpits? Nope. I can talk politics. I'm a 501c3, okay? And I wish I wasn't, but that's another story from decades ago. I can say things like, right. you should not vote for Democrats. 
because they're, the Democratic Party is full of evil history, bigoted, pro-slavery, pro-Jim Crow, socialism. You should, and Christians shouldn't do it. I can say that. I can say Biden's, you know, I call them the Biden crime family. I can say uh, what I want about politics, and if they want to take away my 501c3, I say, oh, I don't give a flying rip. I don't care. You do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. But, but pastors are obligated to speak the truth from the pulpit. And they're supposed to talk about these things. And it's just, it's simply the con game from the world. Don't speak about politics from your pulpit. We can do it. We are allowed to do it. And it shouldn't be that we're allowed to do it. We do not submit to the state when it contradicts the word of God. And we should be telling people, and the pastors and the elders should be telling their people in their congregations, here's what's going on at the polls. They're trying to pass a law to make it permanent so that you can kill the unborn. You Christians better get off your lazy chairs and get out there and vote against such horrific Holocaust crap. And, you, and if you sit and do nothing because you just don't feel like I'm going to stay out of it, then you don't complain when they come knocking at your door, lockstep with the brown shirts, and haul you away because that's what you're asking for when you don't fight against evil by issuing your vote for that which is good. Okay? Thanks, Matt. And I, I just keep thinking of Proverbs th- chapter 30, and I can't remember which verse. But it said, speak up for the voiceless. And I consider that human being inside that mother's womb voiceless. And we, as the, the Bible-believing Christians, should speak their voice for them and say, mm-hmm. we've got to stop this. Um, I just I couldn't understand their reasoning, so I thought, I'm going to research this. So I went to a, a legal site, and sure enough, Matt, the only thing that a church cannot do is, as the entity itself, endorse a candidate. So if I was Church ABC, Church ABC cannot endorse Senator Smith candidate, okay? Nor can Church ABC take money from my tithe dollars and give it to Senator Smith candidate that's it mm-hmm. we're allowed to do anything else but that mm-hmm. and not lose your 5013c status mm-hmm. and who cares about a 5013c and i yeah amen to that brother i mean i agree with that teaching too i agree with that viewpoint i really do matt but hey that's all i got for you my friend mm-hmm. uh i just wanted to uh bring that to your attention that and thank you thank you matt for saying what you just said brother i really thank you for that um we really need to stop this and um our our dear brothers and sisters are dealing with it in michigan and it and as i posted in your rumble chat michigan pastors matt are writing letters to ohio pastors warning us hey stop this tell your people to go out and vote no you have no idea what's going to happen to your state like it's happening to us. So I just wanted to say thanks thanks for uh, standing up for what's righteous and true and biblical, Matt. And I'll get off the air. Thank you, brother. As much as I can until I get arrested for it for freedom of speech and expression of religious uh, rights. Yeah. 
Well, I'll uh, share some of my commissary with you. I'll share some of my commissary with you, brother. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. Well, God thanks bless you, Matt. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, let's get to Beth from Charlotte, North Carolina. Beth, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. So what do you got? Oh, good. Well, Wednesday, you were in the middle of a story while I was stuck in traffic, and it was about <laughs> November 1st in California, and you got to the point oh, yeah. right before a break where you said, you were standing on one side of the car. The guy was standing on the other side of the car. Your friend was standing with somebody else behind him, and you went to break, and I was already late for prayer meeting and had to go. So I didn't get to hear the <laughs> end of the story. Can you share that, please? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, at that point, um, and I remember it well. Uh, whenever I review it, I can see exactly where I was standing and the whole bit in the parking lot, and and this bad guy was out after me, thinking he's going to kill me, you know, and threaten. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so uh, I bolted uh, because he moved around a car trying to get me. So uh, I had to go a different direction. And he, you know, he's pretty fast. And so I put some distance between us when he was doing that. And I saw a door open on this building that was really close by. And a lot of cars there, like 7.15 in the morning. And so I um, I just bolted into that door, hoped, because there's cars right there. I figured people are in there and they could help me. And I just, I still remember it, seeing that door, and uh, it happened like 50 years ago. And uh, I just mm-hmm. bolted right into that door, and it turned out to have been a bar, an alcohol drink bar open at 7.50 in the morning. And I just ran wow. down uh, the end of it, and there was no exit. And so um, I hit the wall, and next to a cigarette machine, I remember that. And uh, this, the bad guy, he... Um, he appeared in the uh, door frame. I could see the light behind him and the silhouette, the dark silhouette. And uh, he saw me, and he started walking towards me. And, and I forget exact chronology, but I said that this one guy, this one large guy, sitting there drinking. And I said, "Please help me. This guy's trying to kill me. I didn't do anything. He's trying to kill me." And um, and right when the guy, the bad guy, gets to me, this big man stood up and and got right in, right in his face and said, uh, there'd be no, none of that here, get out. And, um, and, the, and this guy, you know, he was a, the, the, the big guy was a, a full head bigger than this, this guy, right? And um, yeah. he saw that the bad guy uh, looked at me and uh, he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, you know, you wait. And uh, we get another break. So now we get back, I'll tell you what happened after that, okay? <laughs> okay, so hold I on. can't wait. <laughs> All right. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. It's uh, just recounting something that happened on November 1st about 50 years ago, and that was a traumatic event. And uh, Lewis got killed. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show at the bottom of the hour. And let's get back on the air here with Beth. Beth, are you still there? I am. Thank you. Okay. And so, um, there I am in this bar, and uh, 17 years old, and uh, terrified, and no one in the bar said anything. No one did anything. No one did anything at all. I just sat there for 20 minutes, recovering, getting my courage up to go outside. And um, my friend who had escaped... um, 
had called the police and so the police were there and they couldn't find me so they figured the guy who was gone had kidnapped me so they thought uh, that they put a bulletin out in the whole bit and they never checked that open door to see you know because it's the, the area mm -hmm. and I come walking out after 20 minutes and my friend Dave goes there he is there he is and um and then you know the police are all over me and are you okay and you know and uh, you know, and that that was basically the end of that. It almost wow! But something happened after that two weeks later. And um, so what happened was um, I was coming back from a doctor's appointment, and uh, I got home, and Dave called me, and he said that we caught him, we got the guy, because he and I were in high school at the time, and this guy. The, the blue van and the blonde hair a guy was driving and threatening to kill us was driving up and down and Dave figured he was looking for us and so he called yeah. the cops yeah he called the cops and the cops got him and uh, so they'd had him uh, at the station and then that got a hold of me and they said come on down and I did and uh, he said he's one of the guys who goes to your school and uh, he's a senior I said uh, I think he was a senior junior I can't remember now and I said, really? I, I can't believe that, really. And he said, wow. yeah. And uh, so here's your annual, you know, he's, he's in here. So I looked through it, and all the guys that masked, matched his description, and I said, I don't see him. And um, they said, look, we could, you got to try one more time. And if you can't identify him, we got to let him go. Our case is blown. I said, okay. I looked very, very carefully. I still remember doing it. And uh, I examined everybody who matched his description. And I just said to the guys, mm -hmm. the detective, I said, he's not here. And they were really upset about that. And Because and, my friend had ID'd him. But um, uh, and they, I said, well, who is it? And they point to this one guy. And he was a friend of mine in one of the classes. And I wow. said, no, it's not him. I said, I know this guy. I help him with homework. It was a math class, you know, I'm a brainiac, you know. And so uh, uh -huh. I said, look, it, it's just, it's not him. And he said, you're trying to protect him? I said, nope. I said, if it was him, I'd tell you. But it wasn't. I don't want you to get the wrong guy. I could see why, you know, they look similar. But I know him personally, and it was not him. Okay? And so they uh -huh. let him go, and that was the end of the story. Wow. No. Well, I appreciate you going over it one more time for all those other people who heard the end already. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe <laughs> sometime on, you guys call me needle. up. I'll, yeah, well, I got another story that's just as gripping and um, about a car accident I was in in a canyon and crawling my way out for real. So mm -hmm. that's another story. Okay, I got stories. Okay. I and love it. Time, there was a time I said something mean to my wife, and, and the glare, oh, man, it was terrifying. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the date of that one, like you do in oh, that right. Yeah, the, the, the date of, 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 the, of this one, yeah, night number of first, the but the other one was June nineteenth, nineteen 1976, the car accident one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I was, no, I was asking about the glare. The glare. Oh, well, it happens glare all the time. Life. It's just a. It's like you know, constant. You know, I, I'll go. I'll say something. You know, lame, and I get this weird look. She shakes her head, rubs her forehead a lot, and I hear her mumbling things as she walks away. I don't know what her problem is, but uh, you know, and I just you know, I go up behind her and 
was it something I said? You know, it's just, just <laughs> she's so lucky to have me because I, I said to her, am I boring after all these years? She goes, no. <laughs> no, you're not boring. Okay. <laughs> and I tell her, I said, see, you could never marry anybody else. It's not possible because if you were ever dating another guy, he'd be boring compared to me. He wouldn't be as humble as me. He wouldn't be as fun as me. I'm just bragging and all this stuff. And she's just, mm -hmm. there she goes, rubbing her forehead again. So I don't, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, well, thanks. I hope I'm stuck in traffic and not late for something the next time you share the accident story. Yeah, that was a, it's a profound story. Maybe I'll do it today. Maybe I won't. I don't know. It just depends on how things go. Okay. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. All right. I well, love your show, Matt. Thank <laughs> Thanks. you. At least that's one person. That's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll see. All right. All right. Hey, you know, I just had an idea. we got a break coming up in about three or four minutes. If you guys want me to tell the car accident story from June 19th, 1976, um, then you have to call me. And say yes, or in the uh, chat, you got to say yes, so, you know, tell the story, something like that. And if not, I could just do some hate mail because we got hate mail. And uh, I have nobody waiting on Friday, so I could do hate mail. So let's see. Hate mail, hate mail. Let's see. Uh, are your reviews of other faiths written by a 10 year old mentally retarded person? <laughs> so this is, yes, this is all right. Okay. I like this kind of stuff. Good insult. Okay. And, um, you know, 10 year old mentally retarded person. Now that's not a nice one to say, but that's what he's saying. Is this seriously the way you try to convince people of Christianity? No wonder people leave Christianity in masses. There are no contradictions in the Bible. Lying is a sin. Jesus will start to cry. Oh, man. There are a lot of contradictions depending on which gospel you read. When exactly did Jesus die? Depends on which gospel you read. Pathetic. And so that's not a very good hate mail. Because, you know, it's weak. It's weak because um, it doesn't really say anything specific. It's just a generic kind of an insult. Look, if you want to insult somebody, get a little specific. It helps, you know. Uh, you know, just you know, your IQ is is you know equivalent to um, a, you know a wet sponge. You know you you can think as with a, the agility of a glacier. You know I like those. Those are good. Okay, but if you're going to say I do something wrong on my article, stay which one? Which article is it? But I get this a lot. Where people just they just uh, insult and they don't give me specifics. Shame, shame, shame. All right, let's see. Why don't you call my? Oh, yeah, this is what this person said. Um, are you sure that you're biblically literate? I asked this question after reading your article on baptism. You don't rightly divide the word of truth. You can't be serious about your statements. You need someone to guide you along instead of your hodgepodge of misrepresented scriptures and you using them out of context. Satan has got a real winner in you. You can't be serious. And lots of explanation points right there. And uh, that's a guy named Charles wrote me that one. And I, I would call him back and go, hey, what's up, Chuck? You know, and stuff like that. But um, so, you know, I like when people, you know, they want to discuss things with uh, with me on, um, on baptism. I, I know the scriptures. I've debated it countless times. And then when I, when I do is I, I show them the context of the things that they quote. And they don't like that because a lot of times people are just convinced that whatever their church tells them, 
whatever the church says, that uh, that's what you got to go with. That's what you got to go with. So there you go. All right. So let's see. Let's get to another one. Let's get to another one. How about uh, you are sorry that I beseech you to be obedient to God's word? It's a question mark after a long thing like that. Um, kind of a, a statement with a question mark. You are sorry. See, not are you. You are sorry that I beseech you to be obedient to God's word? you got to do the up thing at the end because it's a question question mark on there. Don't be sorry. Just read God's word and abandon man-made traditions. Okay, like what? List it out. you got a man-made tradition that I'm doing. Please list it out. That's all you got to do. It's not that hard. All right? It's not that hard. Let's get to Marsha from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Marsha, welcome. You're on the air. Hello, Matt. Hello. I just wanted to get your, I don't know, input as to what I can do. I've lost an extremely good friend um, due to the fact that she's a Mormon, and she has been all of her life. Her parents are Mormon. So occasionally I would just mention little things. I would start off by saying, well, why don't you invite me to church? Or, or mm-hmm. then I would just interject things about, you know, Joseph Smith. So the last time I said something, I went into a little more detail um, about that it's a cult, and I went to various things and so she won't have anything to do with me anymore yep so yep. I guess it's just I mean I don't know where to where to go you know I don't know what to say I don't should I just let it go well you know yeah let it go at this point when you pray for her. but Jesus says that he uh, came to set a exactly a what I've been doing every day that's right he said he came to set a man against a father, daughter against a mother, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law, because they'll divide over who he is. That's Matthew 10, 34 through 36. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Hold on, okay? Be right back, folks. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Marcia, are you still there? Yes. All right. So uh, Jesus says, don't think that it came to bring, bring peace on the earth. did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against mm-hmm. his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. So that's Matthew 10, 34 through 36. And the reason he said that is because people are going to be divided over who he is. And as Mormonism teaches that God came from another planet as an exalted man, as a goddess wife, they have relations, produce offspring. And that Jesus is the brother of the devil and all of us in the pre-existence. That obviously is a false god. and uh, But they believe it's true. And uh, they worship a false god. And so uh, this is the... Uh, the result to be division because and she's just completely brainwashed I mean there's nothing yep. that I say that mm-hmm. she claims you know that she's a Christian she's not um, you know and I think yeah. the last thing I said that probably really got to her the most was I said you want to go to heaven don't you because it's anything that anything else is getting through well then I think that's the straw that broke the camel's back. So, 
I just, you know, I thought about sending her an email, you know. Well, just give us some time and pray. But, okay. You just never know. You, you could have okay. planted a seed that that's going to just, it'll germinate later. You just don't know. Okay. I appreciate your time, and I really enjoy your show. You've taught me a lot. Okay. How are you feeling about this? Is it hurt? Um, yeah, very hurt. Um, but I guess I just can't expect anything else from someone that, you know, from birth, and she's 67, you know, she hasn't been taught anything any differently, so, and has never been challenged. Yeah. So. Well, when people come out of cults, the two basic ways are really simple is slow or fast. Slow, mm. it often takes about two years as they, wait a minute, what about that? That's oh. right. What about this? What about that? And gradually, they they kind of put it together over about two-year period. That's just what I've heard. And the other one, really fast, something traumatizing happens where the mm. church turns on them for questioning something, asking the wrong question. Uh, you know, they go, wait, wait, why? I'm just asking a question. And all of a sudden, because it, it gets bad because that's what Mormonism does. It's destroyed many families. It has destroyed families. And I got a story from a guy, and I tell it every now and then, that he told me to my face. He was a Mormon, and what the Mormon church did to him. It was horrible, because he just questioned mm. a couple of things. That's all. So, uh, you know, it, you're right, it's a cult, and it's a brainwashing cult, and they think that they believe the truth, and they go with their feelings, and a testimony of Joseph Smith, who lied. I mean, he said he saw God the Father, but he didn't, because the Bible says no one can see God the Father. It clearly says that. And, uh, you know, I, I know all the verses and stuff, and I can talk to them and debate them, and I've offered challenges to Mormons to debate them, but they don't take me up on it. Okay? It's just... And happen. see, last year, she ran into some financial difficulties, so she wasn't able to, I don't know if they call it tithe, I can't remember mm -hmm. what they call it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the um, leader of that particular location, he, he shunned her. He wouldn't speak to her. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have anything to do with her. And she was going to go to the temple, like they do however often, and he said, no, you can't go because you're not tithing. Right. Right. And Which is, I knew something yeah. was bothering her for weeks. And so I finally asked, and she told me, and I just, that's when I lost it. That's when I thought, okay, it's time for me to start talking to her. Good. And that's when the whole, you know, thing started. Well, you just give it some that time. is not up to a human being to make that decision, you know? That's right. up to God. No? You know, I, so, I, I would just but, say, just give it a couple of months. She'll contact you. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and just pray for her. Okay. And uh, pray for your own humility before God okay. and, and that you'd inter he'd intervene in her life. And maybe she'll call you and talk to you. Who knows? Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm sorry going through this. But you're welcome. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Okay. Mm. I hate to see that. Um, Chris from North Carolina. Chris, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, sir. Uh, Matt, what's shaking, bacon? How you doing? <laughs> doing um, all right. Hanging in there. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get quick to the question. Um, mm -hmm. My wife and I are attending the church currently. It's non-denominational. 
she's attended it since she was a teenager and we're considering changing churches and we um we went to a church and it's uh come to find out it's a pentecostal holiness church yes and i was just wondering what your thoughts on um because the pastor preached strong on jesus christ and christ alone and i'm just wondering what your thoughts are sir yeah, depending uh, on it, when it's Pentecostal holiness, they generally teach that you can reach a present state of sinlessness. Now, a lot of them hold to that, and that's a problem. And those who don't hold to that in the Pentecostal holiness uh, often, very often, teach you can lose your salvation and you keep it by your goodness. And it becomes a legalism either way. So what you can do is go to the website that they have. They should have a website. And see what they yes, teach. Sir, if you were to have, give me, they, if you were to I have not read it, but they have it. What's the name of the church? Said, in they the do city? have a. What's the name of the church? Sir. I'll look it up right now. Um. No. South Henderson Pentecostal Holiness Church. South Henderson. Or or Southern Henderson Pentecostal Church, Henderson, North Carolina. Pentecostal Holiness. Wow, man. Okay, uh, South Henderson Pentecostal Holiness Church. Here we go. And what I'm going to do, first thing I always do is Pentecostal Holiness, who we are. Let's see. I want to look at their statement of faith. Now, um, in their staff, I'm looking about, here we go, about what we believe. Pastors and staff. Let's see. So, Pastor Rhonda, okay, bad church, okay, got a woman pastor, uh, so you need to stay away from well, the all, church. Well, the pastor that we've heard is Pastor Mark, I'm not sure of his last name. Yeah, Richardson. So, uh, Pastor Mark Richardson doesn't know the scriptures well enough to be qualified to teach, because he's permitting a woman pastor, so he's disqualified. So, it's Pastor Jesse Matthews and Pastor Tony Broom, Okay. And I would gladly, okay. gladly fly out to their church and debate them publicly on it. Absolutely. On women pastors and elders. It'll okay. never happen. But, uh... Well, now, then Pastor Rhonda f- is actually the music pastor. Okay. He's like well, the, the music... Yeah. Um... Okay, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically cultic. Uh, it says it's the manifestation of speaking in tongues, and uh, do they use? Did they say the phrase "Holy Ghost" like that, or they don't say "Holy Spirit"? They say the, and get baptized in the Holy Ghost like that. That's what they kind of do. So, uh, yeah, and I'm looking for baptism, baptism of the. So they often, sometimes they require baptism as necessary for salvation. Uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost with speaking with tongues, receive the gift, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. Now, baptism is simply an, a public expression of your faith, correct? Your, your it's, it's not just that. But, no, it's not okay. just that. But it's, it is that, but it's a covenant sign. Okay, it's a covenant aspect and a, de- de- a declaration of identity. Okay, baptism. Uh, now, I have an unusual view of baptism uh, where I believe that uh, baptism more often than not is by the application of water to the individual not being immersed and uh, I'm not going to die in that hill but that's I'm growing more and more into that and um, 
in Scripture. If you oh, sprinkling okay. Yeah, yeah, because I believe Jesus was sprinkled according to the law, the Old Testament law. And I can I can give you the okay. verses for that, you know. And I know that a lot of people think, says, no way. Came up out of the water, that the Spirit landed on him like a dove. Right, and this is fulfilling the requirements of entering into the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, according to Numbers chapter 4 and Leviticus chapter 8 and Exodus 29. That uh, he had to be 30 years of age, Jesus was 30. That's why he got baptized, to fulfill all righteousness, Matthew 3.15 says. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. so uh, he had verbal blessing given, um, had to be 30 years of age, and anointed with oil, that's the representative of the Holy Spirit, and sprinkled with water. They had to be sprinkled with water. That was the requirement for entering into the priesthood. So um, if that's the case, then I'm forced to lean that way. And uh, that's, that's what I do. So, it, you know, it's it's whatever. But uh, so I'm looking for baptism here, water baptism, and uh, it, I don't really say anything about it. Uh, you know, so I would stay away from that church. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. Well, God bless. All right. Okay. You too, now. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Uh, Carl from South Carolina. Carl, welcome. You're on the air. Carl. Hello, Matt. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. A little background noise, but I can hear you if you speak uh, up. Go ahead. Great. Hey, I got a question on uh, when God created angels in relation to the angels, a third of them being cast down. And I'm under the impression that at a point that uh, Satan was able to come back up to heaven and back down to earth. But in relation to the creation of, of the earth and then creating man, how was it in relation with the devil, you know, Deceiving man and being, you know, created in that timeline. Um, I'm not sure uh, what you're asking, though. What are you asking? Well, in the creation of the world, you know, it was a, I think it was the seventh day I'm, it, where uh, he created man. Uh, but you want to know when he created angels? Right, right. Okay, I don't know, and there's different theories about it. My my belief is that he created them before uh, the uh, the creation of the earth. So I can't prove that, but I just hold that he created them and they were involved in the worship and adoration. Now there are some theologians who don't agree with that, and that's okay. The Bible doesn't really tell us when specifically, so it's not something we can answer definitively. But at least from what I've researched, what I've seen, maybe someone has a better answer. You know, They know some scriptures that talk about it. But it seemed as though from the beginning that Satan ended up falling. And then God created the heavens and the earth. And then, uh, I won't get into the gap theory, which is part of the issue. And Some say he created the angels on the first day. Some say right before the first day. Some say the second or third. So, you know, I just don't know. I wish I did. Okay, great, great. I was listening to John MacArthur, and he brought it up. Um, like, the angels were created... As you, as you know, most people agree before, but it was just kind of a timeline of being cast down. In the, you know, when that period happened, and Satan deceiving man. So it's it, so it had to be before then. That's right, but we don't know exactly right. when. 
which day? Because man was created in the sixth day, so when before that? But hey, there's the music. Yeah. We're out of time, Carl. Okay, buddy. So All God right. bless, man. All right, appreciate it, man. God bless. Right. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you have a great weekend. And by His grace, we're back on here on Monday. We'll talk to you then. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network. <laughs>